It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Wednesday, June the 8th for 2022, a day after Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe yesterday made the half a percentage hike, which makes it the biggest interest rate rate hike in 22 years, a new cash rate of 0.85%. This has come just five weeks after the first rate rise. If you haven't already caught up on what that means, well, for those that have a $500,000 loan, that is an extra $133 a month. For those on a 750 k loan, it's just under $200, $199 per month. And if you've got a million dollar loan, it is an extra $265 per month. So annual inflation is seen as the evil that is causing the rate hikes, running at 5.1%. We know that people are struggling with that inflation number and the cash rate increase of 0.85% is aimed at bringing that inflation rate down. Of course, there is a lot of instability with the war in the Ukraine, oil prices, supply chains and the uncertainty for the rest of 2022 and beyond. Coming up shortly, we are talking to Mark Chapman about tax and what you should be doing and thinking about at this time of the year. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's go to Sydney first and expecting a mainly fine Wednesday. Little coolish though, your expected top is just 15 degrees. In Melbourne, expecting showers. Once again, wrap up. Your expected high is just 12. On the other hand, in Brisbane, expect a mainly fine sunny day and a high of 19 degrees. And in Perth, showers increasing and your high is 21. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. Well, the Treasurer Jim Chalmers is said to expect more rate hikes, saying that inflation in Australia would worsen before it got any better. He says it's clear already that inflation will be significantly higher than the current 5.1%. And the word significantly is the concerning part. Australian home owners are already paying more for groceries, electricity and gas. The Bowser has never been more expensive. We are going to have to tighten an already tight belt. The buffers we talked about people having last week, boy oh boy, that is going to play a big part in this rise and future rises that will be coming down the track. And if you've been a busy saver once you got into your home and saved for the rainy day, well, that day has arrived, but the storm is lurking, especially if another cash rate rise happens next month, and many economists are forecasting exactly that. So it's happening as forecast, but when you see the actual rate change and the dollar numbers for what people are going to have to find to pay for their mortgages, it's unsettling when you actually see in reality those numbers knowing the stress that it's going to cause around the country. And let's not forget this, around 40% of people are on fixed rates. 
but by the middle of next year, they're going to be coming off those fixed rates and into a brand new reality, a different world of mortgage repayments. Enjoy your morning coffee. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast. When it comes to a tax podcast, it's been a while since we did one. In fact, I can't think of the last time that we did a tax podcast. And at this time of the year, it reveals two types of property investors, the ones that have all of their paperwork miraculously all together, and of course, the ones that are somewhat disorganised with that last minute of throwing all of the papers together, throwing themselves into gathering and presenting, I thought this morning, let's bring in some perspective to the podcast, and we're inviting H&R Block Tax Consultant Mark Chapman into the program. Good morning, Mark. Great to have you on. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Is that a fair sort of an analogy? You do have those two different types of people? Yes, don't don't be the second type. Make sure you get all of your paperwork together. Spend uh, you know the whole of June basically getting that paperwork together. Then when you go to see your accountant, you don't have to worry about that, and you'll know that you're ent- actually entitled to claim all of the deductions. If you don't spend the time, basically you're potentially going to cost yourself uh, additional money in terms of missed deductions and also additional time in terms of the accountant's fees. So definitely take that time during June. Yeah, so there you go. You've heard it from Mark. Make sure you get yourself organised, which is basically what you're saying. And of course, anyone who is charged with the task of trying to better instil in clients a more manageable way of presenting all of the paperwork at this time of the year, Mark, you have my respect on this. I want to uh, pick up on some COVID-related tax expenses, and let's start with rentals and deductions. What are some of the things that people should be paying close attention to in this space? Well, for example, you might not have had a tenant during COVID. You know, there are, there are lots of rental properties which have been left empty because the tenants have, uh, you know, potentially lost their job or whatever. However, you can still actually claim the deductions in relation to those. So do go ahead and claim all of your usual deductions in relation to your property if the property was left vacant because the tenant had to leave. Deductions of interest when the loan has been deferred. So, for example, you might have had to uh, uh, defer the loan because of COVID. Well, you can still claim a deduction for the rental interest, even though you haven't actually paid it. That's uh, obviously good news. In terms of back payments of rent, tenants might not have been able to pay the rent during COVID, so they might uh, get to a position where they ultimately can pay. So they might have got another job or whatever, so they can then pay back that rent. Well, that does lead to a large catch-up of rental income. Obviously, that's going to be taxable when that back payment does come through. So uh, you might well find that you have a nasty tax surprise linked to that back payment. You've got to watch those surprises. That's the, that's the key, really, at this time of the year. And what about investment properties and negative gearing? I wonder for the person that isn't paying close attention to the negative gearing, where they've got a little bit of a portfolio together and suddenly it has gone into the positive page and tax has to be paid. Have you had sort of clients in that space before that have sort of just not really been on the ball with it? 
Look, it does happen. The majority of properties are actually negatively geared, but there are always a few which are actually positively geared. And that basically means that the rental income is greater than the various deductions that they can claim. If you didn't plan for that to happen, then obviously you need to look at that quite closely and consider whether the level of rent that you're charging is actually sustainable within the marketplace and also look at your deductions. But there probably actually isn't a great deal that you can do about that because the rent is set by the market and your deductions are your deductions. So you can't really play about with those too much. If you are in a position where you are positively geared, then do talk to your tax accountant as soon as possible, because obviously that can have an impact on your uh, ultimate tax liability. You know, the reason, Mark, I mention that is that rents in certain parts of Australia have gone absolutely mental and through the roof. And somebody that does have a few properties, it wouldn't take much where suddenly these rents are increasing and they've gone into the positive and no longer are they negatively geared. Yeah, absolutely. And if that happens, well, basically, you've got a choice. I mean, you can sell a property, which isn't uh, desirable, or you can start to plan around that. You know, you're going to have some extra tax to pay. Uh, you're not going to be able to rely on the uh, losses which you uh, traditionally made from negatively gearing your property. At the very least, you do need to be aware that if the rent has gone sky high for some reason, you are probably going to be uh, positively geared from now on. And what about the insurances and repairs and maintenance? Some of these can really add up quite a bit with deducting expenses. Yeah, they're all potentially deductible. So insurance is is deductible. Repairs is deductible, but you've got to be careful with repairs because sometimes they're actually classified as uh, improvements to the property and they aren't actually going to be uh, deductible. They're added to the cost base of the property for uh, capital gains tax purposes rather than being deductible. In addition, if the repair relates to a fault within the property at the time that you acquired it, Uh, That's called an initial repair. And again, that is not deductible. It's added to the cost base of the property for capital gains tax purposes. So you've just got to spend some time uh, looking at those repairs and just analysing whether they actually are going to be deductible or not. And I was thinking about the costs with due diligence in this hot market where people are buying multiple properties and somebody just might not be aware of just how that is all going to add up. The expenses need to be accounted for with uh, the many due diligence that people have done when buying properties. Yeah, and those those costs probably aren't tax deductible either because they occur before the property has been acquired. So therefore, they're, they're simply going to be added to the cost base of the property when you acquire it. That's the best case scenario. Obviously, if your due diligence comes back and it's not good, you may not you may choose not to buy the property in the first place. And in that case, that due diligence is simply effectively wasted for tax purposes. You don't get any relief for it at all. But either way, if you are spending a large amount of money on due diligence, you're not going to be able to claim a tax deduction for that. Having said that, do still keep the documentation surrounding that, you know, the invoices, the receipts, the paperwork, etc., because you'll need that to be able to claim to claim it as part of the cost base of the property. And how important is this time for investors to look at their borrowing rates to make sure that they're as competitive as possible? Well, absolutely. I mean, interest rates at the moment are going up 
it definitely pays to spend the time looking at your borrowing rate and making sure that you're getting the best possible rate because otherwise that can potentially be costing you thousands of dollars per year in excess interest charges. Now, of course, you'll get a tax deduction for the interest, so that's that's not a problem. But just from a, from a basic financial perspective, it doesn't make any sense to be paying more than you need to. So uh, take a look at your rates and shop around and potentially consider refinancing if you can get a better deal. Good on you, Mark. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for spending a bit of your morning to explain all of that and coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. No problem. Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 